0: Hey guys, I just wanted to come on here before the actual show starts, by the way, this is Victor, and let you guys in on a little information that I now have that I didn't have when we recorded this episode and when we recorded earlier about the tuna fish when I said I found a new protein a couple episodes back, and in this one we could touch on it again how I've been eating a lot of tuna. Well, it's come to my attention that eating too much tuna is also bad, So it is recommended that you only eat four ounces of albacore tuna a week. I personally noticed the difference when I was eating 10 ounces in one week and did not feel well. So watch your tuna intake, do some research on your own and check that out. But I just wanted to come on here and give you a little, little heads up on that information and now let you get back to the actual episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding My Fit at 40. I'm here with Mike. That's me. That is you. Yeah. All day, every day, day and twice on Sunday. I heard it was a long Sunday for you. I do shoot for that. It was a very long Sunday. Very long Sunday. My name is Victor. We're here with you guys again another week. We are into week eight of uh, my journey to finding my fit. And this is our ninth episode, so for those of you who have listened to any of the other ones, thank you, and welcome for joining us again. And if you're brand new here, thanks for finding us out there on the stratosphere of all the millions of podcasts that exist. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about where I'm at again, and uh, just kind of chat a little bit about some of the things that I had happen and went through this week. I'm
1: looking forward to that, yeah.
0: So uh, how was your week, man?
1: Week was good. Week was good. Very productive. Uh, long weekend. I uh, had some uh, rescue swimmer buddies in town, and then I did some more water safety stuff in the film industry, which is just super fun to do.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. In the film industry, so you're like a movie star now? No, not quite yet. You're working I on not,
1: it? I've not been discovered as of yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite content with the water safety side of things. I don't know how I'd do with the acting portion.
0: I, I forgot to turn off the computer again.
1: Anyway, so... Wait. Wait, because I just realized I never really asked you how you're doing. Oh, okay. How okay. are you, Victor? How was your weekend? How was gigging this whole
0: week? I, I feel like the entire podcast we talk about how I do, but I appreciate we you. We do, asking. but I, I wanted to come from me. Well, that's as a question. that's so nice of you, Mike. It was good. It was a good week. It was also a tough week, um, as we were going to get into a little bit. Uh, my weight was a little difficult. I had another one of those mental frustrating weeks, weight wise. But part of it was my kids are home. They were on spring break this week. So I love that they're home, but it just makes life a little little different.
1: It's a a change in variables for sure that has to be accounted for.
0: Absolutely. It's just a little tougher to get anything accomplished when you have two rugrats pulling at you and the little one going, pick me up, pick me up,
1: pick me up. I totally understand.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: understand. I don't have kids.
0: (laughs) I mean, you can borrow mine if you want. It's a fantastic birth control. I'm a
1: great babysitter. As long as I get to give them back at the end of the day, we're good. How many days are we talking? How many, uh,
0: one? Okay. Right. The day, as oh, in sorry, the solo sorry. day. I got excited for a second. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love my children lots and lots. But it was just a little bit tougher of a week. Yeah. So we had some variances. My wife and I are both working full-time musicians, as we know. And this is the prime of our season, so we're playing a lot of music. I'm playing gigs about six days a week at this point. And that has made the meal prepping and all that stuff a lot harder because I don't really have time to do it as much. So we've been
1: eating on the go
0: as far as that goes. Yeah, Yeah. eating on the go, which has been super tough. I'm just learning how to do that again. Um, Not again. I'm learning how to do that at all. But, I mean, being on the road again, now having to learn how to do that is changing. I find myself sitting in the car and mapping out where I'm going to go eat and looking at their menus and figuring out what, I, what is the best option yeah. to do because that, I don't know then You yet. don't get
1: overwhelmed with the decisions when you get there. So it, it sounds like it's an added step and it's a pain in the ass. But, you know, chasing down a goal and staying on track is going to ultimately make you happier. So it's one of those things that is worth the effort to kind of get ahead on.
0: And it's one of those things that I feel like is a, like a once and done type thing. Cause like once right. I know what is like where I'm at, cause it all depends. So as we call it is accounting for our calories, Correct. not counting them. But as I'm accounting for what calories I have remaining and what calories I have for the day, mm-hmm. depending on where I'm at, like some of these days I'm running out the door in the morning, bright and early. And I try to sleep as much as I can because as we talked on another podcast, I lose my voice pretty easily. In right. fact, I probably sound a little froggy today. No, you I sound great. Oh, thanks. Yep. Um, but I didn't sleep a whole lot last night and I have another gig today. So I try to stretch the sleep part as much as I can. Yeah. And so some mornings I'm getting up, throwing on clothes and heading out the door and I'm grabbing just the protein bar on the way. So I don't eat a full meal before I leave and then I'm on the road and I have two gigs or something and I, have, I eat another protein bar in between. Yep. And before I know it, it's nine o'clock at night and I've eaten two protein bars all day. So I have a lot of wiggle room as to what I can eat then at that point. For sure. So, but not every day goes that way. So trying to find out how I can, can like some days I decided I wanted a bigger breakfast and I ate a bigger breakfast. And then that, so I have to account for that. And that leaves a difference like the next two meals. Obviously I can't go balls to the wall on the next two meals. have
1: Have you found when you've had a bigger breakfast... At the end of, like, a long, stressful day of doing a couple gigs or whatever, are you still just as hungry as you were when you just had the protein bars? You find yourself ready to just sort of devour food
0: because it's been a long day. You're hungry. You had, you know, additional stress. Sort of. Okay. And I say sort of because I've kind of found a go-to meal for me that I I kind of enjoy and has helped is... I talked about it the other day about how I found this new protein, <laughs> um, but the tuna is a big thing for me, right. and I buy the albacore tuna, which is the better tuna, and I'll do two cans of tuna, and I'll saute up some spinach, yep. and some avocado. Nice. And it's a huge old plate of food, and on that big old plate of food is not a whole lot of calories. Right. Right. But I eat all of it and feel very much satiated. Feel like I just ate a huge meal and it was like 300 calories. Yeah, it's something oh, yeah. like that. Uh, it might be a little bit more. It might be like 400. That's close enough. But yeah, it's something somewhere between three and five, depending. You know what really makes the difference is the avocado. Do I eat a whole avocado? Or do I do half of the avocado? Right. That's the big calorie difference. It is. It so because the two cans of tuna are 110 each, so it's 220 for the two mm-hmm. cans of tuna which I get 54 grams of protein oh, on yeah. those two cans of tuna. Oh, yeah. Which Anytime
1: you can get a, a big protein huge. hit, low calorie density, and you're satiated, that's, that's huge. Yeah, Triple so the, the,
0: t- the, the tuna helps. And for me, I can't just eat a can of tuna i'm sure i could, nah, but I don't right. want you can to do but that. again
1: it, it's quality of life at that point yeah. so obviously tuna in general on its own is just not a very exciting meal out of a can so yeah. if you can spice Absolutely. it up a little bit make it more enjoyable
0: so that's why i started sauteing the spinach because I, I did it a couple times just as like a salad kind of deal and that's right. not bad either right I, I just use vinegar though like red wine vinegar usually because yep. that doesn't have like any...
1: the balsamic vinegar yeah. yeah
0: so i just throw a little bit of that on and uh and that wasn't bad i didn't mind that but I love sautéed spinach. Yeah. So I throw a little bit of butter, a little bit of garlic, and I know I, and I even account for the, the butter as well yep. in the meal. But half a tablespoon of butter is like 50 calories. Right, or like right. That. It's not really a big deal. And <clears throat> a little bit of garlic, uh, we get that minced garlic and do that sautéed spinach with the tuna. And sometimes I just do the tuna and the spinach. Yeah. And that's like that's, that's 250 enough. calories. And I right. feel pretty good. I'm pretty full. But I've been using that as like... Later night, like at the end of the day, I don't have a ton of calories left, but if I'm still hungry, I can still work in. What I find, though, was kind of tough to answer your question about, am I still hungry at the end of the day if I have a big breakfast, is it depends what I end up eating. Okay. So the other day, I had breakfast with the kids. The kids were home, so we made breakfast a bunch. And the one day, Becky did pancakes, which, by the way, we tried... Putting protein powder yeah, in the pancakes. Do. Yep, they were delicious. The they kids are. ate them too. They are. They were. They were great. A little bit more extra protein in them. Hey,
1: yeah, I I love that you're you're kind of pushing that towards the kids too. A lot of people would frown on on supplementing protein into a kid's diet, but kids need protein as well. So and we don't.
0: Just for everybody listening who thinks I'm abusing my children by adding <laughs> protein. It. It's not. It wasn't a whole lot of protein. Right. right. It really. And, and they don't need a lot at that size, like, but a
1: little bit of extra protein in, in ways that they're going to eat it is is clutch. And they're just going to grow better and healthier. Um, I've got a, a one of our female rescue swimmers um, reaches out to me every once in a while with supplement advice and things like that. And her her kids are absolute performing champs, like just athletic as hell. And she's been you know giving them protein before school for a while now, and so. It, it's hard to argue. It's easy to just villainize. Well, this is fake. You know, don't give kids fake stuff. But if they're not getting what they need, and you can do it this way, and they're growing up happy and healthy and energetic, well, okay, your your logic is flawed there, and it's based on. Emotion rather than science at that point. You're choosing to feel a certain way about something without any science backing it.
0: Is there, and we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent here, but is there any that you know of Mm -hmm. side effect of the protein? No, the side effect is you're going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's a terrible side effect. Yeah, I I know, right? You can't be too awesome. Again,
1: I can't highlight it enough. It's been finally pushed around more and more that looking at your, your protein powder as you know, basically powdered food. It, it is yeah. food. It is essential amino acids that you are not getting enough of. We're just not brought up getting enough of. You eat the, the quick, inexpensive um, food that you can make in bulk on the go. Get off to school. Get, you know, get food on the go and, and, and whatever. So we're Depending missing out.
0: that my kid ate this morning. Right, yeah. which don't
1: get me wrong. I'm not villainizing cereal. I love cereal. i eat a whole box of cereal in a sitting. I'm weird like that. But if you can get protein in the mix... To offset this, this inexpensive, you know, on-the-go, quick-and-easy meal kind of scenario, you're creating health around that, you know, that lifestyle at that point. So supplementing protein in, especially when they wouldn't otherwise get it, is only going to increase the health of your children as well as it will for
0: you. Just kind of setting them up for success. Correct. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've kind of viewed it as if I'm doing this now and I just started this at 40 – if we can teach them even just a little bit and Correct. get them a little bit set up, so they have, we've we've tried that already. There we don't. I said the Honey on Cheerios, but that's like the most sugary cereal that we keep in this house. Yeah, typically it's standard Cheerios, Rice Chex, and uh, Rice Krispies. That's like our go tos, and yeah. so we try not to have a whole lot of like sugary and stuff. That, and
1: that's fine. And you're even you know you're you're doing the sugar thing, which everybody seems to do these days too. Giving kids sugar
0: is free find. No, especially it's the exorbitant this... amount of sugar true, that's in everything true. that bothers me. Right. That's what I mean. They have a cereal I just saw. This I'm villainizing, by the way. You may not be villainizing cereal. This Whole is step. Cinnabon. It's little cinnamon rolls <laughs> as cereal. Yeah. I was like, seriously, who thought that up and thought that was going to be a good idea? Right. I mean, I guess it is. It sells and I mean, they make I'm, money. I'm going to go buy that now. It's in my head. I can't, I can't get yeah. out of it. Yeah, but... Cinnabon cereal. Yeah. Man, cinnamon rolls. In the... now, and again,
1: it's a matter of if, you, if you look at the stats on any one of those cereals; they're they're probably fairly similar. We're just assuming that it has drastically more sugar. I I doubt they're doubling the sugar or even going one and a half times
0: as much. But I feel like they used to try and hide it a little bit, and now they don't even hide it. You'd rather be hidden? Not even no. Not.
1: <laughs> I uh, want you to lie to me so I can feel better. About no, I just
0: mean the fact nah, that no, the kidding. aesthetics of it were different. That now, yeah. like Americans, are so comfortable with eating junk for junk's sake at all. Meals of the day. That yeah. Hey, here's delicious cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Right. That you know. I mean, (coughs) excuse me. I mean, I don't. I love a cinnamon roll as much as the next guy. Absolutely. And there's times for it, but to have it as a cereal in your cabinet and that's what you're going to eat is this like that and for the, for the most people that's
1: that's going to set them up for for failure because most people aren't thinking along the lines of oh i'll have a bowl of cereal here every once in a while that's now your morning ritual or you're having a couple bowls of cereal and throughout who has the day one
0: bowl of cereal
1: right and honestly even a bowl if you measure out a bowl of cereal as per the serving on the on the box you're getting maybe a third of your cereal bowl filled so then when you actually fill up the bowl for cereal it's you're like getting two. three or four servings <laughs> yeah so that's that's another thing it comes down to. I actually had a conversation this morning about uh, it was a post on social media about the difference in ingredient lists between like our items in America and the items that are overseas. You look at the same like Heinz ketchup thing, and we have double the ingredients in there. Um, and while they might just have you know vinegar and sugar and whatever, we've got now high fructose corn syrup and corn syrup.
0: Because we like stuff sweeter in the states. We we do, um,
1: but then you have to. If you just take that for what it is, then you're like, well, this is what's making Americans fat. And if the American is looking at that and saying that, it's almost like, okay, what's the solution? Instead, it's just like, well, I guess this is why I'm getting fat. All right, I'll have some more. But if you look at the stats, when it comes down to total calories, um, carbs, fat, you know, macro breakdown, whatever, they're still going to be similar. So it, that's not what's making America fat. What's well, making America fat is choosing hyper-palatable ultra processed foods over and over. And those are going to be the foods that are are high carb, high fat and high salt content, because all those are are telling your, your tongue and your brain that you just kind of want more. It's not just the sugar because sugar is not 10 times as addictive as cocaine. You're not seeing people going into the supermarket, buying a bag of sugar and burying their faces in it because they're addicted to it, just <laughs> snorting sugar. That's not how
0: it works. Oh, I wish I was. Yeah. That would be awesome.
1: But it, it's it's somebody pushing an agenda with pieces of, of the actual whole and, and it's not teaching anybody anything at that point because look at what you're doing now you're still having things like just for that example that Heinz ketchup or whatever every once in a while or going out and eating you're doing the same things that other Americans are eating you and I are both doing it and yet we're improving ourselves so what are we doing different than the average American who's now just looking like oh well now I know I get why I'm, I'm getting fat there's nothing I can do about it at this point
0: Paying attention to what I'm eating Correct. is a big part of and what it. And you're moving.
1: Is. And you're balancing it out with, with movement on top of that. So and again, two days a week for you. So it doesn't have to be excessive. Taking a little bit of account for what you're putting in, in your face and getting some movement out is, you know, that's the simple start to your to your approach to, to offset what's happening.
0: All right, so this we got it on a tangent. Let me go back to the question that you had asked, though, about being hungry. My bad. I do end. love a no. good tangent. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I just want to make sure I answer yeah, it because yeah. I, there was something important here with it, with it that I wanted to bring up. Was so, so it depends what I eat. I can end the day and I'll do that and that helps. But the, uh, we had pizza the one night. And just like we were just kind of talking about Americans in general, right. they make this decision. Well, I a slice. I was like, I calculated. I was like, oh, two slices of pizza. I can fit that and I'll have no problem. No problem. I ate two slices of pizza and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I am still hungry. This did not, this didn't cover it. Right. So I was like, at this point I'm pot committed to the pizza. So here we go. And I went <laughs> way over calories that day. But I was, I can't. I can't stand sitting there and just being hungry after I just no, ate that's and-
1: that's tough, and I, I'm kind of the same way. So it's it's taken into consideration again. Your your overage in calories for that day may have caused you to store may have caused you to store about two ounces of fat. Let's just call it that if we're running the numbers. So is it more worth it to enjoy time with your family and and eat and be satisfied and just let go, or really really be dialed in at that point? Because if, if the rest of the week, for the most part, on, again, this week was a little bit different for you than, yeah, than being brutal. on track and busy and having kids and spring break. Um, but if the rest of your normal weeks are, are spent doing well and accounting for, for your, your intake appropriately, this one day, not only is it not going to break the bank, it's not going to come anywhere near breaking that bank a- as far as that goes. So it, it's more worth it mentally to just dig in a little bit, enjoy and move on.
0: So that's kind of what I did. I kind of let go and just ate a couple pieces of pizza. And the Parmesan, bite. we got ordered Domino's. Have you had the Parmesan bites at Domino's? I have not. My man, do yourself a favor. I... Oh man! Say they're, more
1: words. They yeah,
0: they're just little <laughs> dough balls, yeah. but parmesan and butter and stuff. Yeah. Man, they are just so good. So, but so
1: again, that, that does go back slightly. Even our tangent is kind of circling back around a little bit. That's that would be considered a hyper palatable, palatable food. Yeah. Sure, you're gonna get some protein in the pizza from the cheese and and a little tag Barely, along from the yeah. bread. Yeah. But it's high carb, high fat, high sodium, and that is just and cheap. Yeah, and it's delicious. So mm-hmm. your body just keeps wanting more without telling you that you're you're really full at
0: that point. So that's what I was saying is so depending on and that morning I happened to have eaten those protein pancakes. Right. So I was already a little bit over mm-hmm. with the carb thing. So on those certain days if I find it difficult at the end if I eat breakfast. Gotcha. But it depends what breakfast I have. What I have noticed is when I don't eat breakfast and I'll do like a protein bar in the mm-hmm. morning and then I'll eat I can eat, as you, you've recommended this before too, doing that, and then I can have bigger meals for the next two meals. But what I've also found then is I've had a whole bunch of extra calories at the end of the day, Right. and I have to hit this stuff, and then I'm like force-feeding myself, and then I just feel like I'm overeating, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like I'm setting myself up that way, but I'm like, I gotta get my protein, and I'm like shoving chicken <laughs> in my face, and I'm like... But... I didn't really – I'm trying to find the balance. I was like, well, if I would have just eaten those 400 calories earlier in the day, I wouldn't have to eat them now and I would have been – so I'm trying to find the best allocation of my day.
1: Yeah, and, and there's there's a couple ways to do it. If you're finding you're, you're short on protein by the end of the day, then that's that might be time to just mix that two-scoop protein shake – take it with you on the go, and just have it gone by the time you're doing dinner.
0: I've done that too. Yeah,
1: adding a piece of fruit to that protein bar that you have in the morning, um, and then the one at lunch as well, is going to help with the calorie load a little bit.
0: I did a little bit on that. I started doing, because I know we had talked about that, how you say you've, you eat a piece of fruit with basically every oh, yeah. meal. So I added a banana here and there. To, nice. And it really is a big difference in fiber i've because that's is. one of the things it that is. I've, the only fiber intake that i was really having i've re, i've realized like the the big chunks obviously there's fiber and other little things right. as well but the big chunks were the quest bars Correct. that i was eating and i was i'm averaging about two quest bars uh
1: and a that, day. that's about gonna cover m- most of your fiber needs now the while it's not a, a problem you ideally want fiber from a variety of sources because that fiber is going to ferment in your gut um into a different strain of probiotic essentially is the, yeah. the simplest way of putting it so the more varied your sources of fiber the healthier your gut's going to be i think the quest bars do uh soluble corn fiber um at that point now you're going to find somebody out there plenty of people are gonna be like corn corn's horrible for you settle down corn's not horrible for you so it's just getting a, a variety of those fibers is going to help you more um and, you know, there's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber, and they're both processed slightly differently. And, you know, the more
0: fiber you get, the, the more satiated you're going to be in general. So that's what I've... I, so I added the banana. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was doing that. And that's kind of what my breakfasts, are, um, I think, are turning into now is the protein bar and the, the banana. Yeah. So that has helped with fiber intake tremendously. Yeah. And it also helps with, I don't feel like I have that calorie load that also at the end of the day. Right. Because that's the easiest thing is to eat a protein bar when I'm like far, like if I need a lot of protein and I need fiber, well, a Quest Bar can do both. Boom. Correct. Because there's not a whole lot of things that you can eat that will cover both there's things. Not. Yeah. So not, trying, not in like
1: one compact little package, but again, it's, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're getting your, your tuna and spinach or whatever, and then adding a piece of fruit or bread to it at that point. And now you're getting protein and fiber, but you're having to get a, a variety of ingredients there.
0: That's so, yeah, I'm, I'm, try, I'm still toying with the ideas of like what things I want to go to. Mm-hmm. I can't eat the same thing every single day. No. And no. that's, although that's what I feel. I've been trying. So I have had a couple days where I've tried to eat and not eat a protein bar okay i'm like today i want to do i want to hit everything and not eat a protein bar and try it and i don't feel like i was as successful because i just don't (laughs) know yet like the easy route is the protein bar because okay boom it hits the things that i want boom done okay cool And that has made it easier to start with that. And then I already have a base done. I already have like 20 grams of protein. I have like 13 to 15 grams of fiber already. I'm almost halfway to my fiber goal. Yeah. And like I said,
1: you're you're a data numbers driven guy. So it, it, it makes sense that you're gravitating more towards that. But you can do other things like overnight oats where you have also put whey protein in that. Or you can set yourself up with... You know, eggs and some ham, a little bit of cheese, and some potatoes thrown into that that mix, uh, and then a piece of fruit for like the dessert portion of your breakfast. It, it's a matter of whether or not. You are big time on the go. So on the go is the protein bar and fruit. On the go is the overnight oats, you know, in your little convenient to eat kind of cup or, or Tupperware I scenario. I try
0: the, the, the oats in general, oatmeal. Oat, Love like, oats, and you're gonna I, get
1: a you're gonna get a good little fiber dump there, especially if you even add some fruit to that mix. And then then the whey protein is gonna make sure you get your your protein at that point.
0: Yeah. So that's what uh, the I do have to jump into the oats thing I will, because I've thought about that a bunch of times. I think adding the protein to that will that's a separate breakfast item that I can right. do. Right, and that
1: takes up a good amount of space too. How heavy is it on calories typically? It's not. Yeah, it's not. I, I use it's one of my favorite things to do is that protein oatmeal. I'll do anywhere from two to three scoops of protein, and I'm using three of the the little bags of you know instant oatmeal, um, and it comes down to like. I don't know, five or 600 calories. But you're getting, but again, for my oatmeal, I'm getting, you know, 60 to 70 grams of protein. I'm getting, you know, 15 ish grams of fiber. Um, And then, you know, I add the fruit to the mix as well. So, and then on top of that, you get the Carb Master Milk from Kroger, which has, you know,
0: you said that. One and a half running.
1: times the amount of protein. You get the, the fat-free, so it's not a big calorie dump. Um, but if you like the fat intake and you're finding you're low on calories at the end of the day, then get get the whole milk. That, that's fine. But you're still getting the extra protein. And if you make the overnight oats with the milk, you now need less whey protein to throw in the mix because you're already getting an extra 15 to 20 grams of protein just from that milk alone.
0: I do have to check that out. I, I forgot about that part.
1: It's delightful.
0: Carb-mastered milk. Yep. I have to and the,
1: the comparable brand is the uh, Fairlife, but the Carb Master is a little less expensive I and mean, you get a half gallon as opposed to the slightly less than a half gallon you get from, from Fairlife.
0: Understood. All right. Yeah, I definitely have to check that out. I said that last time, but I, I forgot about it. I don't know if I mentioned, but this last week was a little crazy. You did. You um, did mention that. Yeah. So, I have some other things. that Oh, I guess I guess we could give the update, too, is where I'm at. Please Weight-wise. Very excited about this one. So, all week, I was measuring myself. Obviously, I do the weigh-ins every day and track them. And it went up every day this week. And I was... I remember that it happened to me before one of the other weeks. Right. And I was freaking out then. So, I didn't text you because I didn't want to... Like, I, was, I didn't want to freak out and text you. But I even <laughs> thought... I'm eating crappier. I went over really bad the yeah. one day. I'm eating crappier this week. So I was like, if I gain a half, like a quarter of a pound, because it wasn't a whole lot It was going up. Right. It was going up by like 0.1, 0.2 yeah. pounds. Like, and it was like, even if I gain like a half pound, whatever, it's one week and I'm next week I'll knock it out and I'll right. just keep coming back. So I wasn't stressing it too much, yeah. but it was just annoying that I'm like, man... I, I don't want to gain freaking weight in one <laughs> week. This stinks. So, but every day went up, every day went up. And this last night I went, or yesterday, it was, I was up, I was up like a, a pound or something yeah. like that at one point. Yeah, I was up a pound on the week. And I was like, man, that's way more than I wanted to gain. I was like, whatever. It is what it is. This morning I woke up, got up with my, with my son to get him to school Got up, used the bathroom, came out. I was like, I guess I should just knock this out now. Cause and I pulled the scale out. And like, like depressed and bummed about it, yeah. pulling it out, <laughs> going like, ugh, I have to talk about how I gained weight this week. I'm so <laughs> upset. And I was down a pound and a half. Down so I half. actually gained a half, I lost a half pound this week. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I know how disingenuous it must sound that I'm like, oh, I gained it. Genuinely, it is absolutely a mind, mom, I'm sorry if you're listening, a mind fuck when all <laughs> week long you're looking at that scale and that yeah. number creeps up and it just creeps <clears> up <throat> and it creeps up and you're like, and you feel like you're doing okay, <coughs> but you're not doing excellent, but it still creeps up and you're just like, I mean, can I catch a break here? Yeah. It really is. It is super disheartening. And then to have it just drop like that overnight... Because I guess it's the water dump we've it's talked that about that the effect. Yeah. yeah, it's the whoosh effect. We've talked about that before. To have that happen is there is nothing that sets you up better for the day than when you get on the scale expecting it to be up. Right. And you're down that pound and a half. And, and
1: even the week, from, the more that happens, the the less you stress, you know? You you cannot be heartbroken all week. You can you can care for your heart. It makes all you week. not
0: want to eat carbs though, <clears throat> as much as I love carbs, and I'm like Ugh. It really, so it kind of is creating this counter. All my life, I've loved carbs. Yeah. Pastas, like As one of you my should. favorite meals. Yeah, I love it, love it. And never really <laughs> understood. I'm just learning so much about the body now right. and like how foods affect my body. Right. That it's changing my outlook and how I feel about things. Where before I was like, give me all the pasta ever. <laughs> now I'm like, eh, maybe I don't want that pasta because it's going to make me feel like this and I don't want to feel like that anymore. Right. So it's like creating different connotations to food that I didn't have before. It's creating this, this different this different sensation within my brain and myself. Correct. I'm not looking at a pasta dish going, oh, that looks so amazing. I'll look at it and be like, oh, that looks good, but I, I don't really want that, which is a different
1: it, it's like you've gone from one extreme almost to the other and it's
0: not quite that extreme it's not it's um, not because yeah. you, you
1: know you can eat that and it would be fine but it is a matter of the the mental balance of i'm gonna add some water weight to the mix and i don't really want to see that on the scale tomorrow yeah so <clears throat> i used to have clients weigh in just once a week on mondays um i'd even push in you know one or two low carb days where you just uh, ate well and sometimes even a 24-hour fast just because people sometimes to, to guarantee that win on the Monday and then I've swapped over for most people to a daily weigh-in because I I've, I've found that the average individual's emotions are tied to the scale I mean, even mine to a certain extent. If I decide to weigh myself, you can't
0: help it. It's just you've been ingrained your whole life of correct. how much you weigh, the weight. That, I mean, your weight's on your driver's license. Yeah, it's everywhere.
1: And there's there's even company. You know, Weight Watchers is a company that's you know built around watching your weight. Yeah. So like it's it's pushed in society, and there's healthy weights. And anytime I talk to somebody as well, and I still ask the question, even though I've got you know hidden motive as far as that goes, like what's your ideal weight? But ultimately, I'm going to teach you that that weight you have in mind may or may not be what your actual ideal is when you're happy physically. It might be less than that. It might be more than that at that point. So if I find somebody who is so mentally tied to the scale that weighing every single day does cause this, you know, daily fluctuation in, in mental fortitude, then, then maybe it is time to go to, to a once a week thing. But the teaching lesson is still there. This is what your body does throughout the week. This is completely normal. And I mean, you're you're a male. Think about what a female goes through coming into, you know, their their cycle. Like they they they'll gain upwards of of any three to ten pounds. And that's a
0: huge hit mentally. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. I've actually I've actually been much more sympathetic than I was. I I'm not gonna lie. And if my wife listens to this episode, I apologize for being as unsympathetic as I was. <laughs> not realizing the difference, because she would get upset. I'm like, ah, whatever. It's waterway. Right. Big deal. I still love but you. You still you look great, but it's... Pay it's a- attention to it, because she was... She's done this before, where she's accounted for her calories, right. and has she goes has gone to spin class and done stuff right. like that to try to better herself before, and I was always the lazy slug sitting on the couch <laughs> going, what are you doing that for? You look great. But,
1: Ooh, now that... a
0: point there. I want to touch on at some point, but keep going. Now that I'm doing... It, and I'm trying it's made me also more aware of like, yeah. oh, now I know why that that sucks for right. you. And so it makes me kind of more sympathetic and just realize. And even a supportive. Bit more. Like yeah. going through
1: that process makes it more supportive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: you you love your wife. Yeah. Tremendously. Yeah. And you were still on the couch being like, Ah, what are you doing that for? Like why do you even it's the people closest to us, friends, family, whatever, instinctively, if they're not paying attention to it, want you to fail when you're starting to better yourself. And that sounds harsh. You don't legitimately want her to fail at the things she's doing, but her going out and succeeding while you are not driven to do it at the same time makes you feel like a failure. So you start to then reach out and be like, you don't need to do that. And you'd feel better with her just sitting on the couch with you at that point. But when you're both trying to better yourself, it's it's way easier to be supportive. You're more dug in mentally and, and you're both on the kind of the same track as far as that goes. But think about it anytime you are around people who... You're trying to make a better food decision while you're out, and they don't want that negative feeling, feeling like you're now judging them, even though you're not. It, it's an instinctive thing where we just automatically feel judged because, well, I'm not doing what you're doing. You should just be able to enjoy your life and eat whatever you want to eat, and, but that person's not happy. Most of those people who are ready to, to kind of judge you or, or feel that insecurity are not happy with what they're doing. There's a See, balance to everything. I don't know if
0: say that. So I feel like that's a little extremist of a view of that, that they're to say that they're not happy because like I was content and ha- I was right to, to to coin the phrase I was fat and happy right and I was fine with it and I don't feel like I was even doing that I mean maybe maybe part of it subconsciously maybe that I'm low, aware you're
1: of. not a judgmental person but that's... but I'm
0: saying like I but I was that guy sitting on the couch right. saying like what are you doing but I meant it more as like you're you, I. I approve of the way that you are. Right. I married you knowing who you are. Like, if you're... And I meant more of, like, when she's what goes going to the gym, I was super supportive. I was like, go, go do it. Yeah. Not go, I, I'm... But it was more of when she would get frustrated that she had gained weight. Gotcha. That thing that gotcha. I was like, you're fine. Like, whatever. You look like, don't stress it.
1: Yeah. Then if, if you've been, if you can get introspective with that and realize that you were, you were legitimately coming from just a good place there with no, no connections, then that's great. That just but, means you're in a really good but marriage. But I mean, I was saying. Like, but there are a lot of people out there who are very different than you in those marriage and anybody in an unhappy relationship knows that, that that person's trying to bring them back from improving yeah, themselves at that, that
0: point. Yeah, I've seen that too with friends. And stuff yeah. But I, but also with that w- is what I was saying is like I was just like ah hey, you're good like blow yeah. it off. Why are you so upset about that? That's the part that I wasn't understanding is the fact right. of like now I'm like okay yeah that stinks. I'm sorry. Like yep. I understand why you yep. feel like that. That's that's crappy, and I'm sorry. But come on, let's we'll, let's get it, our minds right. Let's keep going. Let's. It's just a different like before. Yeah. I I thought I was being supportive, being like ah why are you so upset? Stop being so right. upset. You're so, where like I wasn't actually understanding where she was coming from. Oh, absolutely. You've been, and having a better perspective on I, that now. Yeah, and I'd so. like to highlight, you've heard it first here, world,
1: okay? Men can be sensitive and men can grow. It's all happening.
0: <laughs> uh, you're going to ruin my rep, man. That's, that's I don't think you did that yourself, my friend. I'm just <laughs> highlighting it. I know, you didn't have to highlight it so much. <laughs> no, but I, I, in
1: all sincerity, that that is awesome. The, the average person does not step outside of them enough to see the effect that that you know they can have on other people and and see what other people are going through most most people are in their own little bubble and all they 're really worried about is themselves i mean that's that 's the average person you see it all the time. you see it in conversation when you can 't get somebody to ask a single question about you they 're just ready to talk about themselves. Not that I need people to ask me a lot of questions, but conversationally when you first meet somebody like i 'm fine asking all sorts of questions, but it 's very obvious when somebody in, I found this to be more true than it is uh, not true. People just need to talk about themselves. People just need to feel the things that they are feeling, and it, it is a rare skill and or talent when people can step outside of themselves to really consider the people around them.
0: Understood. Right, so I mean, it's tough.
1: You're an evolved man, my guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, the very evolved guy created a podcast to talk about himself. <laughs> So evolved. Let's to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, getting back to the podcast and talking about myself. So uh, those are some of the eating things that I, that I went through this week with and the weight stuff that I went through, the psychological part of the week that was just kind of tough and that stuff. Um, but I had a question about my workout routine that I wanted to bring up. Yep. Um, so I've been going to the gym. I went to the gym twice again this week. Yes, you did. I did more of the work at the gym. So this is kind of what I'm bringing up is before when I wasn't in the midst of my season and working as many hours, which... I guess I was kind of spoiled and took for granted the time that I had that I was splitting up that workout and I was finishing there and then coming home and being like, when I get home, I'm going to do I'll yeah. the rest. And I was able to do that. And now I've tried to do that and then the rest does not happen gotcha. when I've gotten home because this happens. And then I was like, oh, but I got to do this and then I got to help with the kids yeah. and then got to eat and then have to do this. And then I just ate. Now I don't really want to do that because I just ate. And I've noticed what the, the thing that has been most suffering is the ab part of my workouts. Okay. I haven't really done the last like three workouts, any of the ab stuff. Right. Cause that's the stuff that I, it's all the way at the bottom. <clears throat> it's the last thing on my workout. Yep. And I still can't get over laying on the floor at the gym to do any of the <laughs> ab stuff. So I was, I always save it to come home and then just life catches up to me as soon yeah. as I, as soon as I walk out the gym doors, it's I have, I'm back in reality and I have all this thing, all these things to do. So I've tried to squeeze it in. It just hasn't happened. What I was going to say to you is what I could end up subbing in earlier in the day or just... I have that ab roller. We kind of asked about it the one day. And I haven't touched it in a while. But I can knock out some ab roller stuff easily, more easier than laying on the ground and doing all the other stuff and right. getting into, like, the times. And, like, I could just go, boom, and, and bang out some of the abral or stuff. Sure. Is that a bad thing? No, no, Should no. I it's, not, it's not a bad sub thing. sub that in a little bit? Most like, people highlight
1: or stress direct abdominal work too much. At a certain point, sure, it's time to add some, you know, muscle definition or some growth to, to that area. But, again, definition comes from, from leaning out. This early on in your lifting... "Quote unquote career, it's it's not as important because we've got you doing full body compound moves. You you can't pick up and increase the amount of weight you can pick up off the floor with weak abs. Your abs are getting stronger doing what they're supposed to be doing. Same thing with squatting. Squatting is a full body move where you have to brace your abdominals and and control your hips as you're going through that movement. So you're not going to have weak abs doing that. So yeah, I have if,
0: noticed that my abs are getting stronger. Yeah, hundred percent. I can see visually see the difference and I was going to bring this up a little later, but I guess I'll bring it up now. I can measure the difference. Yes, you can. So I went back and looked. We had started originally with the measurements every week on Monday, right before the show, I, which, you know, I don't know if you can tell in my voice when I have a good measuring week and when I have a bad measuring week. (laughs) But right before the show starts, I end up measuring and doing bicep and waist and all that stuff. And I have, since the first week, so we're eight weeks in, Mm -hmm. Lost three inches on my yeah. waist. Yeah, that's insane. It's insane. It's insane. I did not. I mean, I've noticed the difference and like we've talked about it before. Yeah, you can I've noticed see you're getting like
1: like divots up up uh, on the top. Like yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. You can actually now start to see legitimate differences in your physique. And I'm feeling the difference with like yeah, we, clothes and just standing. Week, I said, We talked about last week. Your clothes. It's it's obvious that the shirts yeah. are looser than than when we first met and even started this this journey.
0: But I didn't realize how drastic. Yeah of a difference it was especially because so we started when i started measuring i started measuring in inches and then after what like the second or third week we switched i think the third week or fourth week sounds about right we switched over to um centimeters centimeters to the nearest point one and so i've lost some centimeters and i've noticed that but because i don't typically measure anything in standard um i I mean in metric metric yeah because I use standard all the time, yeah. I don't typically use anything in metric. Metric doesn't hit the same way in my brain, right? As when I was like today, I just was like, I wonder what the difference is. Yeah. And when I saw it was three inches, three inches. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I knew it was the, what the centimeters were, but that didn't register as so right. as because, significant. Pff, nobody knows how many
1: centimeters are an inch. <laughs> yeah, like so
0: you can't even calculate that really. Yeah. So now that I, when I checked it out and realized what it was, an inch, I was. I couldn't believe it was three inches yeah. of a difference on my waist. That's
1: that's eight weeks of consistency. So again, your your ups and downs, and feeling like you're over when you're not, or feeling like you had a bad week. It's it's you're still in a huge positive uh, on this on this track. Like you you've done nothing but move forward towards your goal.
0: And for anybody listening, it doesn't feel like that every day. Just right. so if you're going through this process and you're trying and you're feeling like you're struggling, just Stay the course absolutely. It, it's it's tough. There are definitely days. And when I say days, I don't mean like a day here and there. there have been especially especially as you go further into it because when you first start, there's all the excitement and you lose some weight off the bat right. and like the first couple of weeks, I was really excited. I even listened back to one of the podcasts because I was just curious. And I heard myself talking and I was like, ah, if he only knew, <laughs> but that's what, there are definitely days where it's a major struggle and Absolutely. it's tough and you just don't feel like doing anything. I just want to devour everything I see on, in front of me. And it does take discipline. We've talked about that numerous it times does. about the discipline, but after it's done and after you see like today, I saw that the, the measurement difference, I saw the scale difference and it just reignites you to be like, yeah. okay, the, the, the validated I'm doing this. at, at yeah, that point, absolutely. And, and you need that, that, validation. that validation. Yeah, totally. And you can't
1: trivialize the fact that you've legitimately changed up your lifestyle drastically. Like, it, it is a lifestyle change that takes time to adjust to. So you're going to have the, the mental up and ups and downs as 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 you go through the process. You, you can't do it without, I, you know, I. Just, there's just no way around it so when you're changing up your entire lifestyle this is decades of, of habits you've and programming that you've instilled in yourself and now we're reversing those or altering the path I'd say yeah, you know, yeah I it's, say it's that's not, we're, yeah we're not going extreme we're not cutting things out of your life we're adding things that are going to add value to your life mm. and, and creating a, a framework that allows you to be happy healthy, goal-oriented and
0: still enjoy yourself. And for me, the food part—I've said how I got kind of—I've said this before. How I feel like I have kind of have a handle on the amount of calories, and I feel like I do. Right. But now I'm reteaching myself. Like I can, if I eat that same exact thing all the time, I'll be golden. Oh, it's very but easy that
1: way. Scientifically, <laughs> I, yeah. Scientifically,
0: yeah. And numbers-wise. Right. But I love food, and Absolutely. so now as I'm working again and traveling around. I'm like, oh, I want to go, well, well, what's the best option there? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to deny myself this, but I want to make better choices. So what is the best option? That's what I've said, where like I've sat in the car and just sat like on, in between, like I had 10, 15 minutes or whatever, and I'm like, Wendy's, what can I eat at Wendy's? What what stuff is okay? Should I just not, should I, I don't really eat fast food, to to preface this, I don't really eat fast food at all. I'm just not really a fast food guy. I haven't eaten fast food really for years. I couldn't even tell you the last time I've eaten anything from McDonald's. Like, I yeah. don't... It's been... Since I've eaten a McDonald's hamburger, it's probably been 15 years. Like, I just don't eat right that anyway. So, but now, when I'm running, like, I occasionally like Wendy's. And when I say I eat Wendy's, maybe I eat Wendy's once every, like, four or five months. Something okay. like that. Like, I don't eat a whole lot of fast food. I try to stay away from it just in general. But the other day, I was going to stop because it was so there's one like right by my house a wendy's and it was later in the evening this is the, this past week we had the kids yep and it was just i didn't want at, by the time we'd have we'd have food in the house because we'd been running like crazy we didn't get to go grocery shopping and it was like 7 30 the kids are supposed to be going to bed and i was like that's it let's just let's just go we we're gonna go to a restaurant and then as we were getting in the car i was like Let's just go to Wendy's, Get grab something to go, and bring it back. We don't do this all the time. We rarely ever do this. Let's yeah. just grab something. So my wife and I are both trying to do better and make better choices. And so we were then like, well, what the heck are we going to get Wendy's? Because the kids, whatever, we will get them. They wanted, My son really wanted a burger. Yeah. He was asking for a burger. So my daughter was cool with that too. So she got a burger, um, which my daughter devoured the burger and wanted more. <laughs> I was like, great. This is what I wanted to say. This is why we don't eat this stuff. (laughs) But (laughs) what I ended up doing, which we were just talking about pre-show, is I got a grilled chicken sandwich. Yep. And I was like, I wonder, and I asked, I was like, can I get a second chicken patty on that? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. So I got two grilled chicken patties, which... One of their grilled chicken patties, I think, is like 120 calories right. for one of them. It's just grilled chicken breast. Yeah, it's yeah. just the grilled chicken breast. So I got two of them on there, and the whole sandwich was like 450 calories yeah. or something like that for- And
1: like, what, 40, 50 grams of protein or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Yep. I was like, okay, I that's, can do this. And that's that's my go-to generally. If I'm really dialed in and, and focusing on that, I, I get to go out. I'll still have a, a couple of drinks, usually a few, maybe more. Anyways- <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll get the grilled chicken sandwich at whatever bar or restaurant I'm at, get an extra grilled chicken patty on there, and enjoy the damn fries. So you still get to go out, eat and drink, and be sociable, but not be too much of a health nut at, at that point. I
0: did have a, a, a psychological fight with the fries. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I did where I was like, should I eat these? Should I not eat these? I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I can eat them, but maybe I shouldn't eat them. Should I eat them? So I ended up eating half of them. Yeah.
1: That's a nice little compromise with each Yeah,
0: I ate half the thing. And then I, it wasn't even... Because I, I also struggle throwing food away. I think we've talked right. about this before. We have. We have. I, it, I, I've, I mean, you don't waste food. I was always brought up don't waste And if you food. can avoid
1: wasting food that that's great but to to you know take a, a health hit or a hit on your goals just to eat that extra couple of ounces of food that might be left on your plate
0: Well especially when you have kids my man it's True. brutal cuz yeah. like my daughter will be like I don't want this anymore and there's half a peanut butter and jelly and you're just like oh I just going I'm just going to eat it right. and that's what I did before I would yeah. just and I I mean I didn't groan before I'd be like sweet I get half a peanut butter and jelly <laughs> I was about to say pb and I'm yeah. all in. But <laughs> But now I'm like I really don't want to waste this, but I really don't want to eat it. Yeah. So I I struggle with with that kind of stuff yeah. just in general with their stuff. I'm gotten a lot better because I've feel better and I like where I'm at yeah. now much more. And that's when you when you finally can when you start
1: adding on to that momentum, when you attain that momentum and then continue to build on it, those are the thought processes you're going to have like I, I, and that actually aids in discipline. You know, when you're like, I, I like the way I feel, I'm on track, I yeah, don't totally. really need this. And am I
0: really hungry right now? So, in full transparency, like I said, I this past week was, we ate, I ate Wendy this past week, I ate Domino's this past week, yeah. I had, like, it was just a tougher week we still, Obviously, I still did okay enough that I, I lost half a pound. Okay enough. So look at that mental talk because right there. You did great. It's frustrating. It is know, tough. I and know. you feel you're, you're fighting everything within yourself that you feel like you're taught this is how I eat. And it's all this crap stuff. And then you're like, this is good health eating, which means all this stuff that I was eating is crappy. And right. it's all awful. And so when you eat that. That's that
1: black and white thought process. You just yeah. feel
0: like I've failed. Right. And it feels like a failure when you're like, I'm just going to give in and fail. Oh, well. And overcoming all of that stuff is hard. It That, to me, I feel like is becoming the more difficult thing, mm-hmm. is allowing myself to have these, I mean, I don't even want to use this word, but these indulgences, because it's not right. really an indulgence, if you will. It's just, I'm living a life and trying yeah. to create these things is all part create of a that lifestyle. Life. Right, Yeah. right. So I,
1: I think that's good. You're, you're creating that separation between the, the words and what you're doing because this is building a lifestyle, yeah. not necessarily planned indulgences, although that, that is what they are sometimes. Like if that's when you're going out and actually getting dessert and an appetizer and a meal, then all right, you're indulging a little bit. Um. So yeah, there's, there's a balance to it. And, and it comes down to perspective because you may not be super stoked about losing a half a pound compared to... So what you did last week. But think about what a half a pound loss is consistently over 52 weeks. Yeah. You know, you've, you've lost 26 pounds at that point. You would literally be on the cusp of being below 200 pounds in the next year at that point. Yeah. And, and not only that, you'll have put on a little bit of muscle in that time. So your physique would look very different at the end of a year of consistent weight training um, and eating right. So that 200 pounds may even be a phenomenal spot for you at that point. It would look very different than if you had just managed to lose all that weight and not gained any kind of athleticism. I've been thinking about that a lot
0: because about the goals that I had set. So I just kind of, when in the beginning of this, you asked me what my goal weight is. Correct. And I just kind of fervently was like, well, when I graduated high school, obviously that was forever ago. But when I graduated high school, I was in really great shape. I was a yeah. soccer player. And I weighed 165 right. when I graduated. So I was like, Maybe 185 would be, because I'm not going right. to be that, that I was like running all the time and played soccer and stuff. I'm, I'm not going to do that again. Not right now. <laughs> I have no desire <laughs> to do that again. Um, so I've figured 185 would probably be a good landing spot. I was like, let's try, let's aim for that. I don't right. know if that's even doable, but we'll, we'll put 185 down. And now as we're going, I might get the 185, yeah. but I'm also thinking like, I notice a difference now and I am at... I just cracked under 230. It was 229. Yep. So in 29 more pounds, I might be like, I'm good to go. Right. Especially because to get down to 185, I would have to get way more chiseled and have like my calorie count would be dropped down significantly even more that I was like, I don't know if to me that's worth it because I don't need to be in show shape. Like I don't need to be so ridiculous. I just want to be... a million times better shape, and if I got if I got to two hundred or even just like just sub two hundred, like 195, 98, yeah. one, somewhere, I want to see under two hundred. So I may get under two hundred is
1: not going to be it's it's not going to be a problem for long term. But but that number and and why I asked that question on the front end is is less about okay, well we can definitely get you that number, and more of a okay this this person wants to lose a really good amount of weight. So that's what me asking that question is for, and and because I I have that. Hidden motive, did I say all this? I might have said all this. So I got that, you know, semi hidden motive of like, okay, I need to see how much they really wanted to lose, where they're looking to go. But that number will almost always change by the end of your journey. So it, it may be 195 for you, it may be 175 for you because you're, you're managing to effortlessly continue to drop down without adjusting that lifestyle. Uh, and there's there's ways to mitigate needing to drop calories excessively. There's there's reverse dieting, and we could probably do a, a decent podcast on just that alone. But but spending, you know, 14-ish days at your maintenance calories, if not a little bit above while you're working out, will give your metabolism a chance to kind of pick back up. It will start to, to pull back from some of those negative effects that that dieting for too long can kick in with, you know, less energy, lower testosterone if you're getting lean enough to for that to be an effect on you and then it has a big psychological break because you're like i just get to breathe now calories are up i can enjoy some some more foods i can just not stress about it for a little while and then you go right back to the the dieting portion but not quite as low as the calories were prior to the diet break so there's a lot of science to that to to bouncing back and forth and it makes dieting long term when you have a, a good amount of weight to take off over a long period of time it makes it a little bit more effortless and you know you have those to kind of look forward to. It just sort of resets everything, especially mentally.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that more as we get further down the road, I feel. Because right now, I'm still just trying to grasp... For me, the big part is my life has been the change. Oh, yeah. So I'm just... I I felt like I got into a good place earlier and now I'm like relearning. And all these different chunks of my life are going to like this season's always going to kick up like this every year. So if I know that if I, if I can get in this, if I take this year and get in some good habits and can understand right. the next year when it kicks in, I already kind of 100%. have a blueprint.
1: You'll have like your, your off season plan yeah. and you'll have fluidly be able to step right into your, your on season plan. Yeah, that kind
0: goes. of those things. And yeah. so, and I'm also trying to learn what things I can change it up with I love the idea of the chicken, and I yep. still do that. I, uh, I've, what I haven't done, I didn't do this last week, but buy a big five pound thing of chicken breast, yeah. and just cook it all at one time and keep it in the fridge. I can pull chunks of it out and like, yep. cause. I was doing, I've talked about this before, but even with the chicken breast, I'll slice it up, throw it out in the skillet, heat that up, throw some beans in with it yeah. and stuff, and warm that all up, throw it in a tortilla, and that's a great meal. Yeah, I, it doesn't me.
1: sound super exciting for a lot of people, but it's hitting all your flavor profiles. You yeah, still, I, still feel good about it. You're satisfied.
0: Moving on. And I'm a tortilla guy. Yeah. Like, um, we I grew up on tortillas. Yeah. So for me, having that that's a comfort food. It's so the food absolutely shoving meat and beans in a tortilla is a comfort food yeah. to me. And so that makes me just feel at home. Like i right I'm that that's a meal for me. And
1: having having a handful of those things on hand, like like you said, if you're eating the same thing every single day, it's very easy to stay on track. But now, if you have say three to five different meals, that are easy to put together, it's easy to have the ingredients on hand, and they basically hit whatever macros, calories ish you're shooting for, you can cycle those through. So you feel a little less bored with your meals on any given day. But you know there's, they are things that you would enjoy eating. So do two of those for a week, or alternate every other day, or whatever, and just however you I'm gonna need have to do it. I'm going to have to it
0: more than five.
1: And, and and that's fine. That's fine. But if you've got the ingredients on hand, you've got it planned out and you know you can reach for those things and they're all roughly similar, you know, macro calorie breakdowns, then you're golden. Yeah.
0: You're that's, golden. that's what I'm doing right it's now the, is It's the amount of prep catalog. work you want to put into. Yeah. That's that's absolutely right. I'm building kind of my own personal catalog yep. of, of yep. this is something that I'm familiar with and just, le- it's like learning a whole new language almost yeah. where you, I mean, it, it is, it's a whole new experience. Because now I'm throwing out calorie numbers like, well, it's normally this about it's about this and this. Yeah, I had no idea eight weeks ago. What I was that about was. to say, think about week one or two where you're like, what is
1: a macro? Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. where are
0: you at now? Totally. Yeah. and so just the growth in two, and I've only been doing this for two months or eight yeah. weeks. So having. A few more months under the belt, I I know that it's going to change that. Oh my god! And like I said, I'm not going to be sitting in a car all the time, going, "What can I eat here? What stuff is the good is good options?" Especially because right now, like, I'm learning the things that there's certain things I would think are okay and good to eat because I've gotten in that trap before too, where I was like, "This will be fine." I think I, like a couple weeks into it, I went to a, a wing place, whatever, and had the. The, it was a, the boneless chicken Yeah, now oh, that's right. Buffalo yeah, Wild Wings. Yeah, the Buffalo yep. Wild Wings. And, <clears throat> oh no, just Wild Wings, I think. I don't think it was the Buffalo Wild Wings. It was the, the, the local one, the Wild Wings. Oh, did you have Wild buffalo sauce of, on them? Uh, but, whatever. <laughs> buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings is a different place. So, I got the those and I was like, oh, they're just chunks of chicken. This right. isn't going to be that bad. Right. Cool. And I ate them and not all... So, for me, I was thinking, well, the chicken is the deal and... And they're just flavored chicken. Like, what's right. the difference? And then I got it, and it was like 1,100 calories yeah. after I ate it. But I, And that was after I ate it. So I learned early on that I'm like, I should probably maybe look up some of this stuff because I, I don't understand right. exactly how it all hits. And something that I thought I was doing better, which is why I got those instead, but I just, I don't know, my brain just didn't work that day, and I didn't even <laughs> think about the fact that it was fried and how the frying, it makes a big calorie difference. Um, and the sauces, I don't it, like, so I've tried to adjust cause I need flavor. Flavor is a oh, big yeah. thing for me. So even when I do, like I said, the chicken and beans and stuff, I throw a ton of spices in yep. because spices yep. don't have calories. Right. So you can make stuff taste fantastic using a bunch of spices, but you can't make stuff taste fantastic making a sauce. Right. And therein lies the issue that I didn't have in my brain to start things out. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, it's just, I'm just, it's flavor. So I'm just adding flavor with this stuff. So it should be the same. And then one little thing of uh, like dressing or one little thing of a sauce is like 400 calories for that one. And I was like, wait, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> what What's going yeah, on? Yeah, It
1: all adds up. You see yeah. a bunch of different fitness people on social media will do like, a, you know, a little... Pictographic post of what you think you're eating and then what you actually are eating. Or people go out to like Applebee's and order a salad. Well, some of those salads are like two thousand calories. But you're like, but, but I mean, I'm eating healthy. Like what? <laughs> so being aware yeah. of that is huge. And having little bites of things, or you know, one big scoop with a tablespoon out of a peanut butter jar. Well, you've got a heaping scoop of of peanut butter. You're sucking out four to five hundred calories. When an actual tablespoon is, you know, you put it in the jar and then you scrape it along the side so it's just flush with the top of the tablespoon, that's a tablespoon. Yeah. So not knowing that you're, you're getting these, you know, little tastes and, and sauces and things throughout the day, you may have packed on anywhere from two to 600 extra calories as, as that day has gone on. So having those, those decent little measurements is good. And If I go get wings, like I, I like to dip my wings in ranch. But I've, I've had it commented before, I'm not a heavy dipper. So I, I will still kind of account for, I'll err on the side of caution, I'm like, ah, that's about two tablespoons of ranch, because I'm lightly dipping and and putting it down. They usually bring it out in like a little cup, and I don't even yeah. use the, the whole cup at that point. So I just need the slight flavor of the ranch, and I'm golden.
0: no. I need like the bottle of blue cheese <laughs> to come with my three wings that I've gotten for sharing a plate. Give me the yeah. whole bottle of blue cheese. I'm using
1: the wings as a spoon. Yes, and then I'll eventually get to the meat of the wings. Yes, or, that's
0: basically right. how I work with blue cheese. <laughs> no, I when I eat wings, I douse them in the yeah. blue cheese. Typically, I haven't done it. I haven't had wings in a while, but yeah, typically. But no you know, that's that that's
1: fine if you bring have if they bring out like the little plastic
0: jello shot cups of mm-hmm. of sauce. You can assume two tablespoons per. I mean, bowl. they're called portion cups, but if you, uh, as a drunkard, want to call them the, the Jello shot <laughs> cups,
1: that's the only I thing like, I know. Those that's out. the reference, the Jello shot cups. <laughs> I did that. I did that out loud. Portion okay. cups. Fair enough. Portion yeah.
0: cups. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm just saying, if a bar <laughs> is giving you a free Jello shot, you don't ever say no. That's just how I feel
0: about it. And that's the only reason they ever use those cups for. So <laughs> that's what. Oh man. All right. We're going a little long here, but I had one yeah. more question on. about um, being at the gym. So I was on a cable machine um, and was doing, I think, the hammer curls. Yep. And last week, I used a different one because someone was on the one that I had been using. Right. So I just used a different one, and I couldn't do the same amount of weight. Okay. And then I was like, oh, man, like I had to do less weight. So I put it in my things, less weight. And then this past week, I was able to be on that same machine again, yeah. the first one. So I went back on that one, and I was back up to the other weight. Right. Are they not all created equally? No. Because that's really frustrating. It, it can be. If, if you're going to the, the, like the
1: lat pull down or whatever, you're going to see it's got bigger plates um, that go all the way down. Whereas the little cable machines from in between are going to have basically the same plate weight jumps most of the way down. So, it's less about the weight and more about the effort spent. So tracking those those weights is good if you can stay consistently with it, and it's more of a marker of what you could or should do the next week.
0: But well, if that's you what I mean. That's so. I had it was on the cable thing doing the curls. I had sixty pounds on the one yep. that I hadn't been consistently doing. That's where I was at, and I could get through all the sets, all three sets. But the last like couple reps were like, yeah, yeah. So I hit it at sixty, and the first set I was struggled even getting through the first set, yeah. And I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> so I dropped it ten pounds, and I, I when I say I struggled through yeah. it, I don't even know if I finished. I, the, it might have been I might have been two reps less on the last set right. because I couldn't even get through it. And I was like man i was like is it this machine like what so the next time i was back i could try the other one i was like i wonder let me see and i put it back and i was back up to 60 and got through the whole thing again and i was i was just like the tension like i guess the machines aren't what's funny is it's the same machine and they're right next to each other it is they're connected i I know
1: exactly which one you're talking about so don't stress about that the ones you want to stress about the actual weight on are going to be your main compound lifts. Or if you're you know using dumbbells, that's real easy to do. Cable machines are a little iffy as far as that goes, because like you said, 60 pounds on a cable machine may or may not be 60 pounds.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's
1: all about the effort per set. So on any given set, if you are pushing, close-ish to your failure or at least getting into that burn, that's an accessory move that is put late in your workout for that reason, for you to kind of feel that burn and feel like you put that that effort out and, and finishing your workout kind of strong. It's a big mental boon at that point. So don't, don't worry or overstress about the cable machines. Put in the effort. Now, if, if you can, get on your consistent machine so you feel better about it on the steps up. By all means, do that.
0: That's what I try, I've try. i been trying yeah. to do is just stay on the exact but it, same But if you adjust, pieces. focus more on the effort and, and don't stress about anything else at that point. So also, quickly, I went um, – uh, as we've talked about before, my knee has been an issue yep. thing. Well, this week was the first time that I was able to do, not able to, that I tried the calf machine that was at the gym. And typically I've been coming home and just doing the calf raises on myself. But like I said, I knew, I noticed that the last couple of times I didn't get to finish that stuff. So I was like, I'm going to try this machine this time. I just didn't feel like I was ready for it because I was, I felt pretty heavy as it was, but now I'm feeling better. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try this machine. And so... You get on this machine, if you're not familiar with this machine, you are kind of lay into it. It's almost that... I don't want to say 40. It's not a 45-degree angle, but it's angled a a little bit. It's a slight angle. And so me, in my math brain that I thought I had, um, (laughs) was like, oh, well, then that's not taking all my body weight because I'm at an angle. So some of my weight's going to be on the machine. So I was like, oh, well, then I'm I'm losing some of my body weight. So I didn't start at the low... Typically, I was starting at what the lowest capacity was on the yeah. machines. And I was like, oh, no, I'll do 40 pounds on here. I was like, that that sounds about right because like, it'll compensate for what my weight is plus the little bit. I was like, so that should be – I was doing my whole body weight, no problem. Right. So I did it. And I didn't actually feel that bad doing the work. I was able to do all three yeah. sets and got yeah. through it and was like, oh, that felt pretty good. Okay. Um, hurt the ball of my foot just a little bit okay. on the metal, like yeah, just yeah. standing, because I'm just gonna get used to it yet, kind of got right. to get comfortable. Because I did it barefoot, I took shoes off and oh, did it barefoot, okay. yeah. so I can get the full range of motion. Which, by the way, I'm really glad that I, you gave me that tip, and then I started doing that. Um, let me table that for a second, and let me finish this. No, yeah, not, I'll get back to why. Okay. So I was do I did the 40 and I got through it and it was no problem. And that was on Friday. It's Monday. (laughs) And my calves are still killing me. Yep. And I had been doing... Calf raises the whole time.
1: Yeah, you change s- the variable, adding the resistance. Like the. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. And like, calves
1: are the worst thing in the world to overtrain because they'll shorten up on you. Yes, you'll find if you're and every time down, I stand up, tighten, yes,
0: you almost and fall I'm backwards everywhere. Yeah. So right now with the gigs and stuff, I get out and I'm like, okay, give me a second. Yeah. I got to stretch out my calves <laughs> so they work again. All right, let me lean a little. Okay, that one's good. Okay, next one, next one. Yeah. Okay. 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 And then I feel like I'm overstretching my calves too much. Is that like a thing? Can you like do it too much? No, you're fine. Because I feel like every time I can find like a ledge or a corner, I try to like stick my foot into the corner to get that like like extreme like calf stretch. You know what I'm talking about? You're not
1: going to overstretch. You're fine.
0: Man, my calves have been brutal. And I was like, <laughs> I was purposely doing stuff to not feel like yeah, this. Yeah. And now I feel like it again, and I feel it, it wasn't the, as like said
1: anytime you change a variable and this is something you need to have just kind of a mindset of that's that's what soreness is. You can still get strong and improve and not experience any soreness after that first time. So people are like, "Oh, I didn't get a good workout if I wasn't sore, or sweating." It, it's it's horseshit.
0: I started the first month. I didn't sweat. I didn't I know, eat at all I know. the whole first month. Yeah, so and I was like, "This you is you the best be workout You won't be that sore again
1: ahead, right? on your next calf workout. Like okay. you, you likely won't be sore at all after that, if if maybe just a little bit.
0: So, um, but yeah. So anyway, I tabled the idea of doing it barefoot. Yeah. So I. I have noticed, like I said before, I've had knee pain in Mm -hmm. this this right knee. Well, the knee pain, as I've said, as I've talked about, has been feeling a little bit better. But this time I did that calf workout with the weight. I've noticed, we've talked about how my feet naturally supinate. Supinate, yep. I'm not as much. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've, I've like noticed even just walking that I'm like, I feel like my leg is lined up differently. Yeah. Like it's, I feel like there it's not on the outside edges of my foot that I'm right. walking Which on. Which naturally
1: me. will rotate your knees to the outwards. Yeah. yeah. And I think, it and so now, now my, your I'm walking
0: more on the ball of my foot.
1: Make it a little more neutral.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I'm walk and I feel the difference in my shoes even and everything. Oh, but yeah. I'm like... This is weird because I didn't do it on purpose. It yeah. wasn't a like, I'm going to purposely try and walk like this. It was like, right. I feel it just happening because my like feet are strengthening by doing the, I, I do the deadlifts. Yep. Uh, Which we've barefoot, taught you to, to squeeze and work from the ground those, up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm able to, I'm getting more able to do that now. Yeah. But I've not felt it as extreme as I have the, of the change since I did the one workout on yeah. that calf machine. So- Yes, I've been doing it on the step here at the house. Of the calf raises, it's just standing, but I still feel like because of the resistance of the weight, mm-hmm. got a better range of motion even with the calf oh, I'm machine. Sure. Yeah, because it pushed down on me to get some of that stretch at the end. Right. So that little bit of extra that I wasn't getting here, I got there. Right. And I think that's honestly the biggest part of why I'm as sore as I am because it's that little extra. Oh yeah part of muscle if you will that i'm Mm -hmm. or tendon like whatever that i've started put some resistance on that i hadn't been doing you've created a little
1: bit more resistance training through the full range of motion but that's just one of the variables you've also been stretching your calves throughout this and the entirety of the last few days so you've taken some of the tightness out of that calf you've increased some of the strength and and plasticity in the muscles in the arch of your foot because you, you also had pain through your, your plantar fascia when we had first started working together yeah, as it is. So that's, now that probably was causing you to avoid using that musculature and supinate to the outside. Whereas now your body's getting stronger, able to pull itself via neutral. Your knee is more in line at this point and operating how it's supposed to be. So, and, and on top of that, taking that tightness out of the mix, I think you're now moving towards the, the process of having a healthier knee.
0: I still have mental struggles going down steps. Right, and you're, you're going to until
1: you're able to to trust that the pain is gone. But yeah. that's a good sign when you were worried about there potentially being a mechanical issue inside the knee. It could just be we needed to align it and continue balancing out the musculature, and and stretching is is important.
0: Yeah, I, I I've really noticed difference from that calf machine. So I actually really like that calf machine good. Though too. So even though I'm super sore, it was like, oh, okay, I like especially because I I'm the results. Speak for themselves. I feel the difference with with me being aligned differently. That I soreness to me is now worth what I feel different. Absolutely, and that's and this soreness is nowhere near like the. the, I'm not detrimentally sore. I'm obviously talking a little extreme. Actually, it's not even extreme. But that is exactly (laughs) what happens. I get out of the car. I've gotten out of the truck the last two days, and I've been like, okay. I got to stretch here quick yeah. so I can start walking because they're tightened up on me while I was sitting. <laughs> but it still doesn't feel as detrimental as like the first time I did that workout with the lunges. Oh my gosh, yep. dude. I couldn't move my legs. <laughs> but it has never been that bad no. uh, since then. And I knew it wouldn't. And my cat, well, you're lucky because I was, you know, <laughs> just kidding. But my calves were super sore. And this is the first time, this is only the second time in eight weeks that I've done anything that has made me feel that sore. Yeah. So, and I've had a a lot of difference, like I'm starting to put up more weight. Yeah, you are. I've, I'm trying not to make these weight jumps because I feel, I just feel like I'm not, I don't want to be I don't want to be that guy who's like, I need to push more weight around. I'm yeah. trying not to You're be not that guy. It. And and again,
1: you you have guidelines for that. You know, you slow down your, your rep range before you
0: add weight. And then when you do add weight, only add five to ten pounds. That's exactly so that's what I've been thinking keeping in my brain. So I was doing the bench, and the machismo guy in Correct. me is like, Oh, let's throw, uh, let, every let's throw dude dude on the bigger wants plates. Let's throw yeah. and I, I think about it, I'm like, well, this is what I did last time. I was, and then I was like, well, I'll just throw because it's also then convenience because the plates that are next to me are these bigger ones. So I'm just gonna throw right. the bigger ones on. And then I saw they had two and a half pound one yep. pounders and I was like, yep. that's the difference I'm gonna make. Good. I'll put two and a half on each side. I just added five pounds. And then after I did the workout, I was like really glad that's what I decided. <laughs> was just the two and a halfs because I got through it, but getting on those last couple of reps, I'm like, I don't think I would have gotten through of everything had I right. done this. And I feel better that I got through the whole workout, yeah. and I still got to put up a little bit more weight. So that's that's a win. And but, again, think about
1: it, you add five pounds a week, you've added twenty pounds to your bench in a month. Like it it, it goes up. It is
0: definitely though, uh, very. I don't know. It it. I have you have to make sure you check your manhood do. personally. Do. I have to make sure I have to check my manhood. Uh, the idea Everybody of the ma- the masculinity yeah. when you grab two and a half ounces Two and a half pound plates, and you're putting on these little things on, your, on the thing, and I'm just like, "Don't look at me, guys! Don't look! Don't look at what I'm doing." But, but after I did it, I get over it, and you just kind of roll Good. with it and stuff. But, yeah, it's been. I don't know. I'm still having that issue where the my right arm is not straightening as much as my left. So okay. they're not going. It's not going up straight. Like my left arm gets straight, and then my right catches up to it. Interesting. So okay. I've noticed that. Like it's not as extreme as I just showed you. Right, right, right. If you're in the room, you see my arms go. But I definitely feel the difference where it's that, and then I feel like the like the like that click go in almost okay. like the right arm. One and that that in. could be
1: how you're you're stabilizing your shoulders. We'll we'll have to take a look at it again. See if we can fine tune that a little bit. So. And, and it could be bar path. It, it could be a couple of things. We can take a look
0: at it. Okay. Yeah, we'll take a look. But overall, I'm feeling much better. A uh, so, little sore here and there, the calf thing. Um, trying to eat better. That's been my... Bigger struggle this past week. So before I felt like the couple weeks before, I felt the workout was the right. it was the struggle. This right. week, I feel like it's been more of the eating, just because. And that and time in life, yeah, has changed. That'll, yeah. that'll
1: change from one week to the next. And you may have some flawless weeks here and there, but that's that's not the the ultimate goal, really.
0: I don't right. know, what, we say flawless, but I don't think there's such thing as a flawless. And that's
1: that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily like, when I say flawless, I'm mostly talking about the less extreme version and more of like, all right, you were you on calorie really most of the time. It. You yeah. still made good food choices. You got all your workouts in. You feel really good type thing where nothing like was really a, a downfall that you can kind of pinpoint. That's what I mean by flawless because you know me. I don't really do extremes as far as that goes.
0: All right. Mike, you know that at the end of every episode, I ask you to I give me three things. I Is it always three? Is that what we're doing now? It's, it's been. So okay. All right. I don't really have a question for you, so here's what I'm <laughs> going to throw at you. Changing your lifestyle, what are the three things in your life that are the important things that you focus on the most to make your life a success? My life. Okay. Um, I just made that question up on
1: the spot, by the way. That was so good. So now I'll I'll just try and make up answers on the spot. (laughs) Um, uh, Patience is clutch because everybody wants everything right now, and myself included. I have to check myself on that. Patience is is huge. Um, Perspective. Basically, having a, a realistic idea of how long things should take and... How quickly you should expect them to happen, and then consistency. Those those are kind of my, my three big ones because it's and consistency consistency doesn't mean every single day being on point. It means that more often than not, you're doing the right shit. You know, creating those consistent behaviors. Um, and
0: that's where that discipline comes in. It, it does. Yeah. It does, absolutely. And even the perspective, we kind of touched about that today yep. about That's where I thought of it. Becky, yeah. <laughs> those are good. Patience <laughs> Perspective and consistency. Yeah, I call that my PPC. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here, the PPC.
1: PCP? Guys, thank you so much
0: again for uh, spending some time with us. Sorry we went a little long today, but it was just, you know, one of those weeks. So hopefully you're not having one of those weeks. Hopefully you're crushing your weeks this week and you'll continue to crush it. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up again on that Facebook page. If this is the first time listening to the podcast, please feel free to subscribe. We would appreciate that. And uh, shoot us with any questions you might have, any just joys. Send us the joy. Send us a a success that you've had. We like reading and talking about that. We talk about our failures and successes here. We'd love to hear about yours. And uh, other than that, you guys just have a wonderful April. And actually I am say that, and I don't think this is actually gonna go out in April. Oh, I realize yeah. we're behind. I mean, it might. There's a few weeks left in April. Yeah, we're gonna have a good April because that's where we are now. But when you guys listen to this, you guys have a great whatever great, great, whatever month it is. It is a month, yeah, yeah, you guys enjoy it. And uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Yeah, we love your souls.